KZE. Booze League Radio is on the air. Booze League Radio. Wiley Withers. The Commish. Stephen Orr. Otter. This is the Boozecast. Broadcasting live from the Booze League HQ. I spent a lot of money on booze, birds, and fast cars. The rest, I just squandered. Leroy And with the battle cry from one John Bird, Master Festivities at Integrin Brewing, uh, Boozecast Draft 20 is now pouring for your pleasure. If you've missed any of our previous drafts, uh, feel free to go to our website, boozeleague.com. We do have a whole section of Boozecast. On the Boozecast page, we have links. We got everything you need to know about that particular Boozecast. You can find us on our iHeart Radio iTunes as well, and I think Stitcher and Google Play, apparently, although I have not yet found us. They've told me we're on there. Um, now, as many of you know, Otter was on assignment last week down in Mexico. This week, he's gone even farther south down in... Rio de Janeiro. I've heard stories down there that uh, a large man drinking beer has wandered the beach, wearing only a thong, drinking caparinas, getting as much Brazilian meat in him as he can. I don't know what that means. I assume it means he's eating Brazilian barbecue. But the good news is we do have people here uh, who are experts at podcasting, experts at beer. Experts in the in the ways of drinking and gentlemen. boozing and generally being gentlemen. a gentleman. Gentlemen. From the Unfiltered Gentleman Podcast, Tug Jones. Tug Jones, welcome in, sir. Thank you. Welcome into the podcast, my friend. Thanks for having me, buddy. No, I appreciate you being here. Absolutely. I mean, it takes a it takes takes uh, quite a lot to fill the, the giant shoes of otter. And luckily, I've got size 16s. I <laughs> always wondered why you walked funny and wore baggy pants. <laughs> yeah. Well, I thought you were just a fan of MC Hammer. I don't know. I am too legit. You are too legit. Way too legit to quit. Hey, hey. Um, we got a lot of news stories to go over today there, Tug. Um, we're going to also be talking about Disney drinking, mm. which is something that both me and you know very, very yes. well. I can say I'm an expert. I, I would I would agree as well. I think mm. we're both experts, and I think that this podcast will help many people get drunk at the mouse, yeah. as it were. We're going to talk a little bit about Tito's Vodka as well, talk some Tito's facts, uh, as well as go over the old booze and tug uh the old booze and tug update, the final one for the year. The old booze and tug update. Which I don't believe turned out very well for you guys. You may disagree. Uh, I can tell from your face you kind of disagree a little bit. But I think in order to uh, get through all those, we kind of need to have a little bit of booze in our hand. Finally. <laughs> the beer of the day. Damn, dude, you're, you're 30 seconds into the show. I haven't gotten a beer yet. You're so demanding, dude. You're I'm dry. <laughs> Touche. So the beer of the day today is uh, from Louisiana's oldest brewery. One of my all-time favorites. It's Abita's Turbo Dog. Mm-hmm. Sisters and brothers, this is Reverend Satchmo getting ready to beat out this mellow sermon for you. My text this evening is when the saints go marching in. Here come brother Hickenbottom down the aisle with his trombone. Blow it, boy. With his trombone. 
How cool is Louis Armstrong Jr.? We can never even pretend. Oh my God, that guy is amazing. So Abita, obviously, as you can tell from the music, is from Louisiana, New Orleans. It's actually from Abita Springs, about 30 miles north of New Orleans. It's only got about 3,000 people in it. So what we're drinking here is Turbo Dog. It is a dark brown ale. It's got a 5.6 on the old ABV and a 3.52 on Untapped. All right. So it's pretty good. I I would actually give it more than that, but I don't know. What do you think? I like it. I'm smelling it right now. Definitely get a lot of brown sugar on the nose. Got a little sweetness coming up the, uh, the nostrils, if you will. Yeah, definitely. So here's the official description. From Abita. It's clean. It is uh, It is so clean. Turbo Dog is a dark brown ale brewed with pale caramel and chocolate malts and Willamette hops. Combination gives you turbo gives Turbo Dog its rich body and color, sweet chocolate, toffee-like flavor, which I think is what you're picking up on. Turbo Dog began as a specialty ale. This is what I kind of find interesting. Gained a huge loyal following, so they made it one of their flagship brews. Okay. It is one of the few. They actually have seven... Um, year-round beers and this is one of the I think three that I've ever seen out here I've seen Abita Amber yep. I've seen Purple Haze oh yeah which is fantastic delicious and Turbo Dog which is the one we're drinking now so let's talk a little bit about Abita they, like I said they're the oldest brewery in Louisiana the first year they brewed back in 1986 was only 1500 barrels last year they picked it up a bit they're at 150,000 barrels of beer and 9,100 barrels of root beer. Good God. So, if you're a big fan of root beer. Well, it's funny. I was recently out at this really good brewery I, I, I happened upon. It's in uh, Covina. Who the hell goes to Covina? Uh, you. Uh, unfortunately. <laughs> so, while we were there, we had to go there for some stuff. And I was like, you know what? Let's see if there's a brewery nearby. It's called Arrow Lodge, and they do fantastic beers. I was, Arrow Lodge, I saw your Instagram post. That's a brewery? It's a brewery. Oh, okay. And you walk in, and, it, and it's a strip mall like a lot of breweries are. It, it's gorgeous inside. Anyways, they have great beer. We're sitting there. We're enjoying a couple of beverages, a couple of cold ones. And this guy walks up to the bar, and he goes, hey, uh, what, do you got, what do you guys got here? I'm like, well, it's a... <laughs> It's a brewery, huh, sir. Like, yeah, you got anything else besides beer? <laughs> uh, well, no, we're, we're only a brewery. Yeah, I don't really drink. I don't drink alcohol. Well, uh, yeah, we only have beer. Like, no root beer? No, no, no root beer. Just regular beer. Can we get you anything? Nope, I don't drink. And he walked out. Just about face, walked out the door. Okay. It was so weird. This tall, lanky guy. And we're standing at the table right next to where he's standing. Like, please don't laugh. Please don't laugh. Please don't laugh. <laughs> Okay, he's far enough away. We can laugh. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> he walked out, and even the bartender started cracking up. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, well, uh, if he went into a beta, he would have been taken care of. 9,100 barrels of root beer. On the wall. Yeah, on, on, yeah, on the wall. Uh, distributed in, 90, in uh, 46 states. Wow. So, here's what's interesting about this. So, it got me thinking. All right, so it's the oldest brewery in Louisiana, and it's 1986. Can you tell me what the oldest brewery in California is, the state we sit in at this moment? Is it Sierra Nevada? Oh, no, no, no. Oh, no. Oh, I almost hit the buzz. So, inch, like millimeters I, from the buzzer. I caught myself. It's Anchor. Yeah. Yeah, well done, sir. Woo. What year were they founded? Good Lord. It's like 1852 or something? No. There, there, there was a brewery founded in 1852. And you're going to have to give up your craft beer cred because that was Ann Hauser Bush in Missouri, 1852. I feel like a dick. God damn it. 
Yeah. So Anchor was actually um, founded in 1896. Uh, What's the oldest brewery in America? In America, is it uh, Yingling? It is. Well done, sir. All right. That was 1829. Nice. 18, like literally, that's people that were alive during the Revolutionary War could drink at Yingling in 1829. And just think, it's 2018. Just as hard to get on the West Coast. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. That, that's actually a very good point. So Yingling is the oldest brewery in America. Number two is out of Wisconsin. You may not know it. it's not distributed out here. Do you have a guess? Out of Wisconsin. Uh, Wisconsin. You even say it right. Wisconsin. <laughs> I, I don't. Minhas? Yeah. Minhas? Would, would have never yeah. that. 1845. Number three is AB InBev. AB. Yeah. 1852. The one from Minnesota is 1860 at number four. I don't know. The, I've never heard of it before. Do you have a guess? Minnesota. Do they have breweries in Minnesota? I guess that's all there is to do no, out there is yeah. drink. Well, yeah. Same with Wisconsin. Yeah. Yeah. No, I have no idea. Shells. Nope. Yep. Never heard of it either. Like, nope. I don't know. Who's this? Uh, this one I have heard of. This is out of Michigan, founded in 1862. Sounds a lot like Mary Shelley's Frankenmuth. The hell? Never heard of Frankenmuth? I don't think so. I've heard the name. I couldn't tell you anything else they do. <laughs> Sounds like a bad movie. Uh, well, yeah, yeah. Frankenmuth. It came from a knockoff of another book. Um, number six, another one you're going to hate in 1873 out of Colorado. Uh, Coors. Yep, that is correct. Tastes like an abortion clinic in Iceland. Mm, uh, New York. Close. New York, I never heard of. 1878 is Genesee. Um, and here's, uh, one of my favorites though, is, um, uh, out of Texas would not have expected it. What's the oldest beer out of Texas? The only Texas brewery I can think of right now is St. Arnold. Nope. And they're not that old. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. Lone star. Oh God. That should have been so easy. Lone star beer is you see, and you're like, oh, it's totally Texas. Lone star beer, whatever. 1883. That wow. brewery was founded and still brewing. Which kind of blew my mind. And then number nine is Anchor. These are, I only went through the uh, 1800s. Fair and enough. Anchor was the last one founded that's still working today in the 1800s or from the 1800s, 1896. Anchor, now owned by Sapporo. Yeah, so, recently, like six months ago. Yeah, very, very recently for not a lot of money. I think it was like it was something stupid, like 50 million or it, it was less than that. It was in like the, the tens of millions. We did a whole story on it. I can't even remember. Yeah. As did we. It, <laughs> well it, done commission. <laughs> yeah. When you hear about how much ballast point was sold for. Right. And then that was sold for, you know, fractions of that. It's like, yeah. what, are you, what are you thinking? Well, and they have a formula as well. They do the um, total revenue or whatever, like total sales versus, you know, like a percentage of that. And, and anchor, I'll be honest, anchor hasn't really managed their brand. Well, I don't true. think. I mean, they have like, you know, Anchor Steam. Right. Some people might know whatever the Christmas beer is. I couldn't yeah. tell you the name. Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. It's like Holiday Ale or something. No, right? That's what it's called. Oh, it's called Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. Okay, yeah. well, great branding there. Yeah. You're going <laughs> to remember that's just a beer. But I feel like, you know, part of Anchor's problem and one of the reasons like I always felt it was Anchor versus Sierra Nevada. Right. It would seem that way. But Anchor just, they, they didn't step up the brand. They just like, we're Sierra old. Nevada, just like uh, Sam Adams has done a good job that even though they're getting bigger and bigger, it's like, you still think like, oh, Sierra Nevada puts out a good product. Right. You know, you think right. like, oh, what's a big, big ish beer company that puts mm-hmm. out a good product. You never think Anchor. No. You know, and they do put out a good product. It, it's just I'm like, oh, Anchor, yeah, I have an Anchor Steam. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. You know, but you don't ever... Yeah, I think it's beloved by San Franciscans Probably. and they never got out of the Bay Area. That's true. Not like not truly. So anyway, so that is our beer of the day, which also means we're now down to 
Round one. Cheers, man. Cheers, buddy. I think I'll have a beer. Say my name. So, quick note about Turbo Dog. Okay. Before I get into, we're going to the news next, but yeah, quick, yeah. quick note about Turbo Dog. So, I used to do a show, comedy show. We traveled around a lot of Renaissance fairs and like comedy clubs, and we had our own show in Hollywood. It was it was a lot of fun. Renaissance fairs, <laughs> huzzah, my friend. Yeah, we might need to get back to this in another show. Dilly dilly. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so we're up in Big Bear doing a show up there, and so it was nighttime. We need to go find a place to eat. We ended up a place Drink. that that and well, we've been drinking all day. Okay, so we did need to find that, but we didn't. It wasn't only that. Sure. Uh, ended up at a place called the Hot Spot. The hot spot is now a jacuzzi store, <laughs> which <laughs> makes sense. Okay. Kind of, you know, a nice segue. Always has been, always will be. Not owned by the, the same spot. guy. Um, but we ended up at the hot spot and it's, it's a premium. I, w- I would actually, I'm going to coin a phrase here. Okay. It's an ultra dive, Oh, which is beyond a dive bar. Like this is not just a dive bar. This is an ultra dive. This is. If, if, if dive bars were a video game with mm-hmm. levels, this is the boss level oh, geez. of dive bars. Wow. Called the hot spot. They served actually really good, like kind of barbecue and whatnot. They had the, the, the holder for or six pack that had all their little sauces in it and bullshit, whatever. So we went there and we drank Guinness during our show. So we're like, you guys have Guinness? The guy's like, no, 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 no. We only have, uh, we have something called turbo dog, which is a lot like Guinness. And this is literally 15 years ago. That, we're like, okay. okay, all right, we'll give it a shot. We got a whole pitcher of this beer right here that we're drinking right yeah, buddy. now. And we started drinking it. And we're like, oh, oh, oh. And one of my friends looked at me and says, you know, if I was hanging out with God one day and God's like, hey, bro, you want a beer? And I'd be like, yeah, God, that'd be cool, man. Can I get a beer? God would be like, here you go. And had me a Turbo Dog. Wow. And I went, that's pretty high praise. That is. But that being said, Turbo Dog is very much, uh, it's a very, very good beer. I feel. I, I feel like it's more than that. 3.52 on tap rating. Yeah. And can we all agree for just a second here that it is nowhere near a Guinness? No, it, it's completely different than a Guinness. Yes. <laughs> you know, it's a dark bar. So when you poured it in there, maybe it looked black. I don't right. know. Hey, also side note about how divey this place was just real quick. Yeah. There were prints all over the wall, all over the wall. And we asked about, Hey, what are these bright, you know, p- bits of paint all over the wall? Right. So, the rule here at the hotspot in mm-hmm. Big Bear on Big Bear Boulevard was that you can paint your butt or your boobs, smash it against a wall. Oh. And it's there for all eternity. Wow. But here's the catch. And here's where it got to be kind of like super creepy and took it to a whole new level of dive. You can only do that if the owner's there and only the owner can put the paint on you. Oh, yep. But that being said, so there are a lot of butt prints all over the wall. There are like boob prints all over the wall. And there was like three or four that were actually on the ceiling. And I'm not sure oh, exactly Lord. the physics of that happening, but you had to pay like two bucks, five bucks, whatever it was. You had to actually pay a little bit to get that done. But it was, it was quite an experience where I first met my turbo dog here. Please tell me it looked like somebody had slapped a hot dog against the wall. Nope. Uh, Men were not allowed. Oh, also well, another one of the rules. No sausage. I mean, smart, but just adding to the creep factor of this owner. Uh, yeah, there's, there's a whole lot of creep yeah. factor in that. Yeah, but you know, so that uh, that is Turbo Dog. Quick story about Turbo Dog. <laughs> and on that note, let's go to the news. Spanning the globe. 
hope to bring you all the news that's fit to booze too. This is the Booze Line News with KBZE's intrepid pub reporter, Stephen the Otto Hall. Booze League Radio. And of course, it's me, not Otter, because Otter's down in a banana hammock somewhere, mm-hmm. passed out with a caparina in Talk his hand. Talk slower. <laughs> Sorry, what? You, you want to hear more about Otter in a banana hammock? Oh, yeah. Oh, man, he's a, he's a tall, long man in all ways. He's got a tuft of hair above his head and one coming out of his thong. hey oh. Anyways, <laughs> that made me feel uncomfortable. Bush. All right, so our first news story actually comes to us from Indiana. From the Indy Star. Uh, and Sounds this, legit. Uh, well, I assume it is. I don't know. But <laughs> what's not legit is this news story opened my eyes to what's going on in Indiana. And I didn't realize there were still states doing this. Uh-oh. So for the first time ever, a key Indiana Senate committee has approved a measure allowing Sunday alcohol sales. Finally. Think about that for a second. Yeah. Have you ever been sober at church? It's awful. It's it's terrible. (laughs) It goes on forever. Uh, The Senate Public Policy Committee voted unanimously to allow convenience, grocery, drug, and liquor stores to sell alcohol from noon to 8 p.m. on Sundays. Liquor stores could already sell, but none of the other ones could. Okay. So this is the most significant step in the effort to end Sunday sales ban in Indiana. That has been in place since 1933 when Prohibition ended. Wow. So no one's ever been able to buy from a grocery store or whatever uh, booze. Right. You had to go to a liquor store to do it. So what happened that made it different? The difference this year is that the state's small but powerful liquor store industry has thrown its support behind the bill of making this happen. Okay. So why have they never done it before, right? Liquor store owners have traditionally opposed this. Because they fear they'd lose market share, which makes sense because now, you know, on Sundays you go and go to liquor stores, you know, what have you. But now there's another bill out there that was trying to, there's a law against selling cold beer. Only liquor stores could sell cold beer. You can, in Indiana, you can only buy warm beer from a grocery store. It's the stone age. What is going on? Right. Right. This is like, it's, it's so convoluted. So liquor stores said to the big box stores, Hey, if you support no cold beer for you guys will support you guys getting beer on Sundays. Okay. Okay. A little give and take. Yeah. Yeah. A little give and take. So, um, liquor store owners agreed to support Sunday sales as long as grocery and big box stores opposed expanding cold beer sales. And right now liquor store, the only ones that can sell cold beer in Indiana. So just yesterday, a vote happened. The bill for expanded sales of cold beer was defeated in the Indiana Senate almost unanimously. (laughs) <laughs> for me to say right <laughs> that english man. uh unanimously so it's going forward and it's looking that uh the support for actually having sales on sunday of beer in grocery stores liquor or uh, convenience stores drug stores whatever is going to happen it's so, about time you know north carolina just time. passed a similar law they called the brunch law no joke I believe that. Yeah, because they could finally start drinking on Sunday and, you know, have a little mimosa. I feel like, you know, being here in California where we're not quite aware of how lucky we are. Oh, seriously. We're not aware that we can just drink whatever. But um, what's uh, Oregon has a law very similar to this. Uh, Oregon is you can only buy beer and wine in grocery stores. But if you actually want to buy, say, whiskey, you have to go to a liquor store. Yes. Colorado has the same thing. 
That, you can only buy under a certain percent in a grocery store. That is alien to me. I can't even get my head around it's that. It's so weird. You know, my buddy moved to Utah a few years back, and I went to visit him, and it was Saturday <laughs> afternoon. He goes, oh, we got to go stock up. I said, we have plenty for tonight. What do you mean we got to go stock up? He goes, no, no, no. If you want to drink tomorrow during the games, like, we got to go stock up now. This is Utah, buddy. This is Utah, buddy. <laughs> yeah. That's and, a drop right there. This is Utah, buddy. <laughs> it was so foreign to me. He's like, what do you mean you got to stock up the day before? That's crazy talk. Did you go out to a restaurant when you're in Utah? Yeah. So they have to make their drinks behind the screen, right? Um, you know, I went to a sports bar and they did not. I think they got rid of that when the Winter Olympics came around. Oh, that's smart. That's what I heard. Because everybody else would be like, what the F are you doing? Right. It, it's so such a weird, I don't know. It's. I think we're very lucky here in California. I mean, uh, we tried to pass a law that got us out to 4 a.m. for bars mm-hmm. that, that didn't pass. but That got poo-pooed. Yeah, I got poo-pooed. In Oregon, you can drink till 2.30, but at the same time, I think we're pretty free with our booze here. Yeah. I mean, Nevada's got it right for sure, though. Well, yeah. yeah. You can walk around outside. You can do anything you want in Nevada. (laughs) Just about. Which I feel is the way it should be. I mean, just throwing that out there. But Mm -hmm. anyway, so uh, good news in Indiana. If you want to drink uh, for football and watch your Colts. Yeah. You can now uh, go out and buy whatever you want, wherever you're buying your food as well. you need a drink to watch those Colts. Uh, Right now you do. Yeah. Right now you do. We'll see how Andrew Luck does next year. But Jesus Christ. He's going to walk. (laughs) <laughs> what is it is his shoulder his shoulder i guess it's right? his shoulder right yeah so i guess that doesn't affect his walking you know what yeah. i'm not a fan of anatomy but <laughs> actually i'm a fan of anatomy <laughs> just not his anyways now pouring the boost cast so we teased it at the top of the show mm-hmm. um and now it's time to talk some disney haha <laughs> i'm very excited to talk some disney with you um sounds so dirty because it like both <laughs> easy <laughs> or Disney. Um, I'm going to, you know, if you're listening to this with kids in the room, I'm going to say a dirty word now. So go ahead and close them. But, Oh, that is a dirty word. Hold on a second. Actually, round two is now in the house. That's the dirtiest round two. I'll have another round two coming in hot. It's a trap. I'm slamming it tonight. Utah, give me two. So Mickey and Donald were having a conversation one day, right? (laughs) And Donald's like, hey, I think it's kind of like, you know, kind of effed up to leave Minnie because, you know, she's like a little crazy. I mean, that's, you should be supportive. Right. Like, why, what are you doing? And Mickey said, bro, I'm not leaving her because she's crazy. I said she's fucking goofy. <laughs> oh, no. Huh? Huh? Oh, Come no. on. Uh, that's what I'm saying right uh-huh. there. <laughs> Anyways, that's the bottom of my head. But anyway, speaking of Disney, mm-hmm. so both of us have favorite drinking places to go. Yeah. Like, I know I follow your Instagram, you follow mine. Like, so we kind of, we can see that we cross paths. So me and you are going to go down our list of the top five okay. Disney drinking places to go. So I'll let you go first. Number five. Number five. And this comes with a bit of a caveat. Okay. This is uh, football season. You're there on a Sunday. Okay. ESPN zone. I completely agree with that. Yes. Absolutely. 100% agree with that. And I've heard from the servers there that people actually line up to get those front seats mm-hmm. where you get like, yeah, the recliner and everything You're right in front of the big screen. I've not done that yet. I will hopefully at some point do that. I'm too busy drinking beer in the park to line up outside the park for more beer. It's a problem. That's that's a good point. Yeah. Well, but they they're doing it like at nine thirty. Yeah, I, I'm I'm drinking. You're, in the park you're like, at oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, that makes sense. Yeah. All right. So my number five 
Let's see. I, my number five is the Alfresco Tasting Terrace. Hmm. You know where that place is? Yeah, it's upstairs above the uh, the Sonoma Terrace, right? No, yeah, above the uh, the the little wine. I call yeah, it the, yeah. I call it the wine ride. So I don't know the actual the wine ride because <laughs> you know you have the beer ride, the wine ride. You know, sure, uh, sure. that's the wine ride, but. And, you know, in a hot afternoon or whatever, you get up there, you got a nice view and get like crab a, a quick little appetizer or whatever. Mm-hmm. You can see the Tower of Terror, uh, I oh, guess. God, don't get me started. Sorry. Yeah, it's um, it's the Tower of Terror. It, it looks it doesn't look it looks like a four year old put a bunch of shit on a building, but threw up on it. <laughs> the, yeah. Yeah. Um, I really appreciate it up there. Like and they got um, they got a dish up there. It's a, a shrimp over paella. Okay. I think with some wine, they got a big wine list and sit up there, you know, nice place to take a date if you're in to do that. But yeah, um, yeah that is mine. Uh, the Alfresco wine tasting terrace. Nice. I like it. Uh, so this one I think is a good for a date, but a very different vibe. It's more of like a fun kind of show your lady friend, uh, you know, a different side of Disney. Sure. This is over at the Disneyland hotel and it's Trader Sam's enchanted Tiki Trader Bar. Sam's. I love Trader Sam's. Trader Sam's makes me very happy. Yeah, it's so much fun. And if you order the right drink, like sounds and the volcanoes and stuff go mm-hmm. off. It's awesome. Number four for me is the Hearthstone and the Grand Californian Lobby. Okay. Because in the Hearthstone, you can get drinks. It's kind of nice. But you take those out. You can just walk around the hotel with them. Head out to the lobby. You grab a few seats by the fireplace. They have someone playing piano there. If it's during Christmas time, they got a giant tree and they have a giant gingerbread house. Have you ever been there during Christmas? I have. It's insane. It's literally, you could just probably just walk into it and take some pictures in it. It's you actually can. <laughs> there you they, go. They, they do open it up sometimes. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. yeah it's, it, and it's literally all made. So it's, it's nice. I guess we're both talking dates here. I guess we're both lonely, lonely men yeah, well. sitting here across the table from each other. <laughs> Not Let's letting. talk Disney. <laughs> Have you seen my goofy? Um, <laughs> uh-huh. So yeah, the Hearthstone Lounge, and that's I had a kind of a route when I go in the morning. If I get there like nine o'clock in the morning, first place I'll hit is the Hearthstone Lounge. Okay, grab some prosecco. Nice. Go into California Disney through that. Yeah, uh, through the entrance there. Hit the wine ride first. <laughs> then I'll hit a beer ride, which is either going to be over in. Um, I love that it's the the wine ride and the. Oh, beer you got to you got to hit the rides first, yeah, right? Yeah. So you got the wine ride, you got the beer ride, and then eventually we'll get to the other rides later. But I mean, it's there's a path that you take drinking Disney when you only have one day. Yeah, and I mean everybody's path is different, but you always have that path. That's so zen, dude. Yeah. <laughs> so zen, so meta. Wow. Yeah. All right. So. <laughs> All right. Next up on my list, uh, and this is some fancy shit. And goes along with what you were just talking about. Yeah. This is also at the Grand Californian. This is the Napa Rose. The Napa Rose. Yeah. That almost made my list. Oh, this I took uh, the lady friend there for her birthday recently. Mm. Uh, scored me some major points. I'm and sure. we've got a nice little wine list to go off of. The bottles range from about $30 to, mm. no joke, 14000 Seriously. Seriously. I was going through. I was like, oh, there's some expensive, you know, like a few hundred. Like, oh, there's 2500 I got to one point. It was $14,000. Dear God. Do you remember the name of it? I don't. I should have taken a picture. Oh, my. You should have. You should have. Oh, holy crap. That makes it. What would that be? Like insane that it'd be insane. Did somebody die on it? I mean, my God, how do you (laughs) how do you get to fourteen thousand dollars for a bottle of wine? That better be damn good. You know, there's actually a fire pit out back. Yeah. Nice little place to hang out. I literally discovered that last month. Oh, yeah. I discovered it when we went to the Napa Rose. Yeah. A couple months ago. No idea. I I met somebody there like, hey, I'll meet at the fire pit. I'm like, huh? There's a fire pit? Yeah. <laughs> Turns out it's pretty nice. Yeah, nice little cozy spot. My number three is a little bit different because it's temporary. Oh, I, I know where this is going. 
It's the uh, Wine and Beer Festival. Mm-hmm. The Beer Garden over, I don't remember the name of that area, but it's right next to, it's where you get the, uh, you can get peroni in the regular year. They have pizzas, Italian. Uh, it's kind of at the, the if you you turn right past Ariel's Grotto and go all the way down oh, to the yes. end of that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Wine and Beer Garden down there, they were pouring some extremely good bottle logic. They had brewery on tap down there. Mm-hmm. They had bands playing. Uh, this is during the Food and Wine Festival during April's, which is coming up. Um, Very exciting. It was the first, last year, it was the first time I saw this, and it was the first time that Food and Wine Festival had been back in a long time. I highly recommend going yes. to that. It is fantastic. And uh, sitting there, I had like three or four bottle logics, not, you know, not, not, I'm not, not uh, you know, I don't need intervention, but I did have three or four <laughs> bottle logics sitting there at, at uh, food and wine garden. Um, and there was a band on stage. I think they were probably in their late teens, like just out of high school, but they played, dude, no, they played the old school, like stand up bass banjo oh, slapping the bass. Oh, <laughs> they were slapping the bass up there. And I'm pretty sure everyone was parents around me, but they sounded really damn good. Drank some beer. It was a nice afternoon in April. So that, that's awesome. You know, I think it was at the Food and Wine Festival. They had uh, a little demo from Modern Times one time. Really? It was, the first, it was a couple years ago. So maybe it wasn't officially at the Food and Wine Festival because they hadn't brought it back. Right, yeah. I forget what they were calling it, but Modern Times was there. They were new. And I was like, mm. oh, yeah, we'll try this Modern Times. What is this? Yeah. Who would have known it would be like the coolest brewery to uh, come out of One of my Diego. top favorites. Yeah. So it was awesome to get to try that before everybody, you know. Uh, one of my top favorites. Yeah. Um, all right. Am I on the number two now? Yeah, I think did so. Did you do number three? I did. That was uh, the Napa Rose. Yes. Okay. Okay. So number two for me. I'm bad me, with math. You're, you're going to learn that. Yeah. Oh, UCSB, buddy. Terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Terrible with math. Uh, number two for me could have been number one. The only reason it was not is due to its exclusivity, mm-hmm. but it is the only place you can drink in all of Disneyland. And that is, of course, Club 33. You bougie bastard. Oh, Look yeah. Uh, I had a friend of a friend who was a member mm. and that friend, you know, did some arranging and we got in there. Some magic. It was amazing. Like you go hit the bar and I ha- I should say I did not get to go before they redid it. Mm. I really wanted to, but apparently it's way better now. And it was a lot of fun. Uh, we went to the bar, had a few drinks, then sat down, spent a lot of money on dinner, had a few more Look drinks. Yeah, <laughs> it was it was really good. And all their cocktails are amazing because when you're paying that much money for a cocktail, it better be. They better be damn amazing. good, right? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, I have not yet been there. If you're listening to this now, I need to go to the uh, to the Club Thirty Three, please. Me and too. thank you. And what's the one in uh, California Adventure? The uh, is it? Fi- it's the uh, fifteen something club, or um, mm. you don't know about this? I don't think so. I'll, I'll get there when I oh. talk about uh, one of my other uh, number ones here. But we're going to my number two now. Number two, which you've already said, Trader Sam's. Oh yeah, Trader Sam's. I love my advice. If you're listening to this now, ask for the old Kungaloosh. You ever had the old Kungaloosh? Is that the one that sets off all the stuff? No, it does. It's, oh, okay. It was uh, a drink when it first started. They have a Kungaloosh now. You order Kungaloosh. Like, Here's your Kungaloosh. The old Kungaloosh was different, and oh. it's amazing. And every bartender there knows it. And when you're like, hey, I'll take a, I'll take a Kungaloosh, but you know the old style. They're like, I got you, fam. You get the wink. Yeah, they're like, oh. You're in the know, sir. Yeah. Um, I wish you got, you know, more privilege than that, but it's still a pretty good drink. Um, Trader Sam's is one of the places I love. They have music outside. Mm -hmm. Uh, You can go sit by the fireplace outside as well, but you miss all the stuff that you talked about, which is, what is it? Uh, The shipwreck makes the uh, ship behind the bar sink. Oh, it's a shipwreck. Okay. Yeah, shipwreck makes ship behind. If you order the zombie head or the shrunken zombie head, Mm -hmm. certain uh, bar stools sink. Yep. Which is fun. And what is it that sets the volcano off? Uh, that's the uh, Krakatoa. Okay. 
Krakatoa. Right. Makes sense. Um, and that's when they start screaming and, and squirting things. And, you know, then they have the uh, OA. <laughs> I'm used to that. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> Wait, you can tell us about your time in the porn industry? Yeah, buddy. Um, then you have the uh, the uh, OA, which is kind of the the for two, this little. Oh, fire. that huge one. Yeah. Oh, and they have like there's a sound that plays and stuff like mm-hmm. it's a really, really fun bar to go to. I wouldn't. The food there is pretty good, but it's also very, very crowded. So yeah. you're gonna, just going to get like topless types. Oh. oh, finally. Did you run out of beer? Yeah, I did. All right, well, it's time for time for another one. Round three. Oh, I'll have another. Ping pong. Hey, everybody. We're all going to get late. It's a good thing the refrigerator is so close to Absolutely. To our recording studio here. There you go, sir. Great about coming. Thank you. Boy, that escalated quickly. It did indeed. So anyway, so number two for me is Trader Sam's. I like it. Uh, Number one for me is kind of like a twofer here. Okay. Since we're talking Disney, talk twofer. Twofer. So this is the Sonoma Terrace I mentioned earlier. This is below the wine ride Mm -hmm. uh, where you can get wine or some specialty craft beer. Mm. And they got some Brother Thelonious that's always over there. Always. Always. I keep expecting him to take it off when I go there because it's always there. And it's good. And it's there. I love it. Who doesn't love a Brother T? I love, so good. I love got, me some brother tea. Yeah, they'll have a couple of local Anaheim breweries in there, and I love going there. But I'll tell you what I like to do even more than that is I go over to the Carl Strauss truck, get mm. whatever they have seasonally, because Carl Strauss seasonals are usually pretty phenomenal. True. They had a really good red last Christmas. It was just malty and toasty, and I've never seen it anywhere else. Anyway, so I go to the Carl Strauss truck, get a couple of beers there, and then I go back to the Sonoma Terrace, and I hang out there, and I just people watch while I get drunk. That's the best place, I think, to people watch. Yeah, because they don't really see you through the bushes. Nope. But you mm-hmm. see them. And that, that's a place where they all kind of come around the corner and they see the big Disney wheel. Yeah. And, you know, you they're got not like the, at you. the couples, they got this, they got that. And you can kind of tell who's who. And you're like, okay, they're on a first date. Right. Uh, this is their first trip here. They've been here a lot. They're pass holders. Oh, they're from Arkansas. Look at them. <laughs> yeah, you can totally tell, like, what's going on. Like, that's a, that's a good one. So now we're down to uh, number one, I believe, right? Yes, sir. You're number one. I have two number ones. Okay. <laughs> well, no, and there's a reason for this, though. Take a quick uh, sip of turbo, dog. Yeah, please. Oh, God. This, you know what? It's grown on me. When I first took a sip, I said, like, it's fine. It's good. It's fine. Mm-hmm. And the more I drink, the more I like it. Yeah, try try uh, putting away a picture of this. Try doing be, what now? Uh, you know, whatever, dude. Yeah. English. <laughs> Kiss my eye. <laughs> yeah! All right. So my first number one, which I actually am not going to count, and the reason is... It's the Cove. Okay. Which is going away. Oh, that's right. It is. Yeah. So, I mean, it's one of my Thanks favorite. Thanks, Pixar Land. Yeah. I know. One of my favorite all-time places to drink. It used to be you can you can stay there to watch, fan, oh, not Fantasmic, but the World, the of, World Color. of Color show. And one of my all-time favorites. We knew all the bartenders. I got a lot of friends who knew bartenders. That we're all, it's a great time there. Mm-hmm. Um, I know the Cove bar up top, right? Not down yeah, yeah, okay. not 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 Ariel's Grotto or yeah, anything yeah. like that, but the actual actually when it was called the Grottos, and it used to be back in the day. Were you were you a pass holder when you could just walk in? Yeah, yeah, and like or people like you can get beer. Can, you got a shot here? Where, where or like and most people be like, eh, maybe I won't tell you. Way back in the day, and this is gonna sound so nerdy. If you had the <laughs> Disney credit it. card, this guy has the oh, Disney this credit card. Uh, you could go. Look at me. <laughs> <laughs> I get points, man. Uh, you could go to the grotto. You go downstairs. It was like anything before 11 a.m. And they'd have different characters. You could take their picture, your picture with them and mm. like get free pictures. 
Please tell me you have some of those still that we can look at. I may have lost those in the divorce, but uh, they exist somewhere. Was that before digital? Yeah, it was. Like you uh, had to, I mean, it existed, yeah, yeah, it but does, you had to yeah. get the printouts. There was no like, here's your email or whatever. Right, right. Um, I wish I wouldn't have told you that story. It's okay, man. I don't judge. I'm not a judging kind of guy. Um, I am sad that it's going away. I mean, I hope that whatever they bring back captures still some of the same what they have there. But the Cove Bar was really, really good. Obviously, you can't. uh, I think they close it. I think it's closed now. Is it already closed? I think so. It's supposed to close uh, this month. So I've been there um, since early December, and when I was there, it was open. Yeah, I I think I missed because every time I went there, the line was insane. It got worse and worse. I remember I used to go there, like, yeah, just walk on in. Fire marshal showed up one day, and the place was just slammed. And they're like, yeah, you can't do this. So then they put in the line, Uh, or like then things started to get a little wonky. Yeah, you walk by now, and it's just it's wrapped around. Well, you just got to make sure to have a line beer, which actually applies for a lot of things in California Adventure. Oh, yeah. Get a line beer. By the time you get to the front, like, it'll be fine. Um, But my number one place to drink, I would say, and often they have the same issue there that the Cove has now with, with the line, Carthay Circle Lounge. I haven't been inside yet. Oh, Because of the line. It, because I used to go there yeah. uh, before there was a line, like same time at the Cove. Mm-hmm. It's amazing inside. Amazing I, I hear food, uh, mixology. Like they're all, they got it all down to, to the old school feel. Yeah. Which is why I like it. And I hear they do a good happy hour too. You is know that, what? I haven't been going there when there's happy hour. That's usually one of the first places I hit until the lines start happening. Oh, see, I had a, a fellow Disney nerd tell me they do good happy hour with like good happy hour appetizers. And stuff. I know the appetizers there are, they're kind of like highfalutin a little bit. Yeah. But then you have them, you're like, oh, that's still pretty good. I don't know about you. I'm falutin free. Are you falutin? <laughs> yeah. You know? Fair enough. Yeah, it gives me stomach problems. <laughs> right, right. All that, that falutin. But um, that's where I learned to love Manhattans. There are mm. Manhattans there. Are, are, that's where I have a, I have an ice press now. Because of Carthay Circle, you know, that makes a perfect eye, like right. it crushes it down. And you're playing the look place. at me drop for my stories? Come on. Look at me! Yeah, I, got, yeah. I got myself an ice press. All right, ice look boy. Look at me! <laughs> These nuts! Um, yeah, so it makes perfect little balls. But um, Best. that's my number one is Carthay. That's good. I, I hope to uh, soon experience your number one. Well, I, Wait look, a minute. invitation is... Ex- <laughs> yeah, easy, bro. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's go to, uh, we'll go down to Disney at some point. Please. We'll do like a, a, a tug and a booze league. I feel like we'd shut that experience. place down. Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah. I, I hope they're well stocked. I went there two years ago for my birthday. Oh, God. And she's probably listening, but uh, Spicoli, uh, the wife of the, the games meister, BDM, Big Dick Nick. Yeah. Um, we took pictures. We took selfies at the Mad Hatter. You remember the whatever the, the Mad Hatter uh, party was? Um, oh, in California Adventures? Yeah, what was it? I don't remember what the name of it was, but it was mm-hmm. like, you know, they had the Mad Hatter and Alice on stage singing. Yeah, they yeah. They had a big party and whatnot. We took pictures there dancing, right? We took pictures literally an hour later at ESPN Sports Zone. She was passed out, and all of us were gathered around her taking the exact same picture <laughs> that we had just taken after she'd been throwing up outside of ESPN Sports Zone. That's awesome. <laughs> we, we hit it hard, and... You know, I hope she's not embarrassed because it's actually a great too story. Late. Like that's a great story, um, but I feel like that would be our experience there. Like two boozing podcasts going to Disney <laughs> together would be maybe a bad news. It'd be like dueling banjos, but with alcohol. But without, yeah, exactly. We'd yeah. be going back like, hey, have you had this? I don't know if you had this. Yeah, we started off. You've had the uh, the um, smoked turkey. You know the turkey legs? No, no, smoked turkey. Smoked the uh, turkey. the drink. Oh no! Oh Jesus what? Christ! Seriously? From where? At, at Disney, at uh, California Adventure. Really? I mean, with specific bar or? Um, Cove had it. Um, Carthay has it. Okay. Uh, Napa Rose has it. 
smoked turkeys. I I will not drink wild turkey except in that cocktail. Interesting. It is insanely good. And we had like three of them to start the day off. <laughs> Maybe not the best decision. Eh, starting off light. Actually, no, we started off with Prosecco and then went to smoked turkey like that. And it lays a groundwork for failure if i might if i may real quickly sure. uh if you are boozing on a budget which is something we do often on our show which is a great segment by the way i love you. that segment uh we one time got coke bottles like the one liter like out of a machine bottles mm-hmm. got three each drank about half the coke topped them back off with rum and just and you make sure you get like the little plastic ring off when you take the lid off and then when you go through security they think it's a sealed coke bottle you walk yourself on in with some rum and coke. That's smart. Oh my god, we got hammered. That is. Smart. We started off with three of those each, and then just moved on to beer. That can be dangerous. It was dangerous. I met up with some friends that were doing that with Gatorade and uh, vodka mm. at the Cove Bar. Nice. Uh, well, it was the Grotto at the time, right? Little, little Faderade. So they were. We were drinking pretty hard there. They and they had Gatorade bottles, like just probably three quarters of vodka and then enough Gatorade for coloring. Right. Went on Space Mountain. Oh no. Came off. And both girls went out to the, it was me and my friend. We, we saw these people that we know. We're like, Hey, it's cool. Yeah. I was like, you know, we're like, damn, they're getting really, yeah. They're getting a little buzzed up. Mm-hmm. As it were. Um, they went into the restroom. You know, when you come out of space mountain, you go like, there's a restroom right there. Yeah. Thank God. Off one goes in, right? But we wait around for a while. Here's <laughs> like, I can go check on her. Wait around for a while again. Oh dear. Suddenly we're seeing the, uh, the white hats. You know, oh, the Disney no. security kind of start walking up, kind of looking around like, and we're the more of them than usual. Right. Right. And, uh, one comes up, stands next to me and I'm kind of like, you know, side eyeing him. And then a couple of them go in and then one of them brings a wheelchair and oh, goes here. <laughs> and then another one comes in with another wheelchair. So apparently what happened is one went in, passed out. Okay. The other went in, That'll tried happen. to reach her by cr- crawling under and then passed out. <laughs> and so, <laughs> And again, I'm not mentioning any names about who this was. Uh, they're probably embarrassed, but I'm going to tell you, it's super hilarious oh, and, and pretty awesome. But um, so then one gets wheeled out, passed out. The other comes out just like screaming, like covering her face, like just hating her life. Oh, and I was, I was kind of like, I kind of realized what was going on. So I was kind of like, you know, ingratiating myself with this white hat talking about, you know, my dad's a sheriff. Hey, how's it going? You know, like, oh yeah, well, like acting as sober as possible. Right. And right. like the immediately when his attention was taken by the people coming out, I stepped back and blended in the crowd. Me and my friend. Smart. Off we went. <laughs> yeah. So um, doing what you said. Yes. It can be a bad idea. It can be. Like you got to know how to handle your booze. Moral of the story. So anyway, so that's Disney drinking. Uh, you ready for some more news? Yeah, please. No, nah, let's go to the short one. Right. This okay. is the Booze Line News with KBZE's intrepid pub reporter, Stephen the Otter Orff. Ah, uh, poor Otter. All I can think is banana hammock. Down there. Now he's probably naked by now. It's um, whatever naked beach there is down there. One can only hope. Cool. All right. So we're at the uh, beginning of the year, yeah. which means that the numbers have just come out. At the end of January, all the numbers come out for how did things do last year, yeah. right? So. Oh. Oh. Well, apparently we're not doing well because, yeah. hey, guess what? We got something to do. Drink up. Round three. Tug is signaling at me that it was maybe around four, but I is it? I feel like it was. I feel like we got one more, two more rounds in us. I don't know. <laughs> I'm here all night. I'm here all night, folks. Tip your waitress. I'll be on the car in the front. Boy, that escalated quick. You're right. You're completely right. That was the second round three. Anyways, three B. 
I, you know what? I we need a chalkboard where we can just like mark off the rounds or right. I don't know. Someone here to tell me what pocket up. knife on the table. <laughs> hey, I like this table. Easy. Sorry. All right. So, anyways, um, IRI International is a marketing research firm who specializes in tracking beer sales in the U.S. I like them already. Right. So, I mean, they they do good work. They mm-hmm. do the Lord's work, as it were. Heroes. Heroes. Mm-hmm. Not all heroes wear capes, but in this case. It's IRI. They probably wear ties. Um, so here's what's interesting. For the first time ever, three light beers are the top selling beers in America. Whoa. So the first time, well, they say the first time in decades that Budweiser hasn't been in on it, but it's the first time that three light beers have been on, on it. So Bud Light's number one. Up, dude, you're not going to like any of these choices. Uh, so just, you know, just steal your stomach now. I got to go. <laughs> yeah, just like, you Good know. Good night, everybody. Yeah, just. Uh, like you're being picked on in the fifth grade. Yeah, it's, it's just terrible shit. Um, so Bud Light's now number one. Uh, Bud Light became number one back in 2001 when they knocked Budweiser down to number two. Coors Light is now up there as well. Coors Light's number two. Past Bud back in 2011. So every 10 years, Bud gets kicked down a little farther. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's now Bud Light, Coors Light, and it was Budweiser last year, but now who do you think is number three? Michelob. Yeah, no. Uh, Sorry, bud. Please. Sorry, bud. Yeah. (laughs) See what I did there? I just, I totally did that without thinking. Please tell me it's not like Bud Light Lime or something gross like that. Oh God, no, no. It's Miller Light. Oh, okay. Isn't that all Budweiser by the way? Yeah. No, no, no. Coors Light. Yeah. Isn't that Budweiser now? Kind of. Yeah. Kind of, but in, not in, really. In certain countries. Yeah, in certain countries. Yeah, it gets all, that's when it gets yeah. murky. Yeah, not in Canada, but here it is. Well. Right? And then how it goes? No, uh, it's, I was reading up on it lately, trying to figure it all out. I was, I was going to write an article on it eventually, but the, the whole, you know, like when you see um, in uh, movies about, people trying to find serial killers and, and like oh, how it all, yarn and like all the yarn. Yeah. yeah it got yeah. really complicated. So ran I couldn't yarn. Yeah. I ran out of yarn. I That'll couldn't figure it out. So eventually we'll figure out who the hell owns what, but those are the top three Bud Light, Coors Light and Miller Light. Blech. Exactly. So, uh, so according to IRI worldwide dollar and volume sales, of domestic beer premium brands. So we're talking like, you know, the ones we were the big beer Yeah, went down 2017 while craft imported and domestic super premium, which is Michelob Ultra. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right? Super premium? That is called super premium. Yeah, because it, it's crafted specifically for something. I, I was trying to figure it out when I read that. I'm like, Michelob Ultra? Really? That's Dude. it? That's the example? That's, yeah. what, that's what we're going with, is yeah. it? Okay, well, fair enough. That's Whatever. our bar, really? Yeah, <laughs> thank you. Um, but all those actually climbed. How much did the U.S. spend on beer last year. Ooh, ooh. this is a gnarly mm. number. Hmm. I'm sure it's in the billions. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say 17 billion. <laughs> <laughs> Not even close. <laughs> oh, how much? 34 billion dollars. Crap. Hey, I was halfway there. And that's only beer. Yeah. Think about that for a second. We're not talking like, you know, Johnny Walker, Jack Daniels, tequila, Jose, no. only beer was 34 billion dollars. 12 billion was Scott. My co-host. <laughs> no, I don't believe that. Yeah, well, you'd, you'd be surprised. That is true. He does never pour it out, and he does drive Uber drunk. Yes. <laughs> you should know. Yeah, I know. I was, I was there for that. Uh, he's very silent when he drinks. Um, but because we've been talking about uh, and how's your Bush uh, earlier, their dollar sales only... Bush. only. 
Sorry. Bush. Bush. Only declined by 1.2%. How much did that translate to in losses, though, last year? Oh, I'm sure it's huge. I mean, it's probably at least a billion and a half. No, no, they're not. They're not no? crazy. No. Oh, all right. Just kidding. That's well, crazy talk. That is crazy talk. Yeah, it's only 187 million. Holy. Oh, what's dilly, that? Dilly. Yeah, yeah. What's yeah. that all about, right? Dilly. Ooh, um, dilly. Broke it. Dilly dilly. Remix. Psych. Psych. Remix. Dilly dilly. Dilly dilly. All right. Um, but they actually only made 14.9 billion last year. Ah, oh, it's a shame. Right? God, what will we do? It, you know, it's it. Did you see that GoFundMe about a guy who was trying to get or a, a Kickstarter where he's trying Bring to get back a, craft beer? Yeah, where yeah. he's trying to buy out. Do you really think he's going to get 15 billion dollars? No, he even said he won't get it. Yeah, there's no. He doesn't expect to, and all it is is a gag. But if you quote unquote pledged, which mm-hmm. meant he actually didn't contribute any money unless they hit their goal, mm-hmm. then they wanted to collect. Uh, you got free swag. So I have a free like uh, taking craft back hat, which is kind of cool. Or you could go with the t-shirt or other things. He probably could just sold that made more money. He could have. And he probably could have hit that actual mark to buy Budweiser. Yeah. yeah. Made actual play. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, but here's what's interesting about that, though, is that even though all the ABA InBev stuff went down, Goose Island and Elysian Space Dust, like the both of those uh, brands, all sold more. I'm sure. So I'm kind of thinking, and you tell me what you think about this theory. I'm almost thinking that people who are beer drinkers are getting a little burned out on hating big beer and are, are willing to not drink them, but drink the stuff they've bought. Hmm. Do you think it's that they're not so into hating big beer, or is it the uh, not informed that are like, Ooh, Elysian space dust. I've heard of this. Maybe the new, new quote unquote, I'm doing air quotes here. Craft beer drinkers. Yeah. They think they're craft beer drinkers, but they don't, you know, they're not a up to the no. So we're hearing that their, their strategy is working. It seems that way. Yeah, it does seem that way. So when you have billions of dollars to spend, here's another thing that's probably going to stick in your craw. So the the top selling craft beer manufacturer, Mm -mm, don't say it. Boston beer. Eh, It's not the worst. Sam Adams, not the worst. They're technically still craft. What's the quote-unquote craft brand? What's the beer that sold the most? Uh, is it just their Boston Lager? No, no. This is this is just the brand. wasn't wasn't anything from them. Oh, what? Craft? And this actually makes me a little angry because I hate this beer. Oh God! What craft beer sold the most? I don't know. It's probably Ballast Point. Blue Moon Belgian White. That is not cra- uh, right. They actually put in the article. My uh, craw is full. No more like, sticking. Craft beer, like air quotes. Oh, that's the worst. That's owned by uh, Molson Coors. Um, but the second largest craft ba- brand after that, which we I will consider the number one craft selling beer, Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. All right, they're still craft. They earned it. Yeah, and I they still make agree. beer that doesn't taste like crap. I completely agree with that. So, um, just quick, uh, like uh, wrap this up. Uh, the top twenty-five vendors with the strongest growth: Founders Brewing Company. Okay. Their dollar sales, the the money they actually made, went up forty-two percent. Their sales, their volume went up 52%. Wow. They increased by half, all because of all-day IPA, which went up 50% last year. Now, they're technically not craft anymore either. I don't know. Because they're over 25%. They it's, I, I can't remember. It's the same people who just bought Avery. Oh, I don't know who that is. Because I just got in a conversation with this with Daryl at Daryl's Couch mm-hmm. when we we're doing our last podcast about Firestone. You know, Firestone owned, owned by Duvel, but... The, the definition from Craft Brewers Association or the home, whatever that is, the Brewers Association, right. is one million barrels makes you craft. Anything below that. And, and also percentage owned by a non-craft. Right. Entity. So Duvel 
Are they still craft? Yep. Okay. 600,000 barrels. And Firestone still operates, and as does Founders, as far as I know, right. operates kind of on their own. They just have this outside investment. Yeah, it might be interesting to look into that, actually, to, to find out. Because I figured on, like, well, Duvel, like, you know, I, I didn't realize the actual, like, a million barrels is a lot of barrels. So, yeah. And, and I'll say, I've talked to brewers about, like, hey, what's your favorite beer outside your own, that kind of stuff. Mm. Multiple have said Duvel. Yeah, right. Like, I mean, Duvel's right. a good beer. So they're craft beer buying craft beer. They yeah. own, like, what, Firestone, uh, is it Boulevard, I think they own, and one other that's actually, yeah. Amagang, they own Amagang. So, oh, do they? Okay. Yeah. So, I yeah. mean, they're all craft, it's like, kind of almost like craft beer coalition. So yeah. Speak, you know, so. Anyway, so uh, that is the- uh, Nerd the, talk. The <laughs> nerd, hey, there's your nerd talk for the day. Uh, but yeah, now we're moving on to the next uh, story. <laughs> No, I don't need that. I like that. Yeah, it's your now it's your intro. Yeah, buddy. The booze cast. You like vodka? I do. It doesn't like me as much as I like it. <laughs> vodka for me is like either I'm good or I'm not. There's no in between. No, no. And and you'll go from I'm really great to I'm really horrible in about eight seconds. Mm-hmm. Like you, you drink, you know, four or five either cocktails or shots or whatever. You're like, I'm still feeling good. I need more. I'm feeling great. And you, and you double what you've had. And all of a sudden, like you're on the floor and you're, you're seeing yeah. triples. And yeah. Turns out like, yeah, for me, the whole world. Dude, this is coming so fast. Are you ready <laughs> for uh, another? <laughs> <laughs> Can we do round four this time? Wait, who talked? Who talked? Was it Ashley? Is she the one who spilled the beans? <laughs> Final round. Terrible. Here comes Mongo. That was my nickname in college, Mongo. One of the greatest movies. True story. I mean, that really got out of hand fast. So let's talk vodka. Yeah. Let's talk our, our favorite thing we. I feel more people hate tequila. And Jaeger, I think, is oh, really God. high up. We actually should do a segment on the most hated liquors. That'd be a good idea. Because the, the ones that people drink the most but hate the most. Mm-hmm. I feel like Jaeger and Fireball are way up there. Oh, God, Fireball. Yeah, ex- you see? Oh. Exactly. That's exactly what I'm saying. Um, let's talk Tito's. I I love Tito's. I love Tito's tacos. I, I love tacos of, mm-hmm. of any color. Um, but I love Tito's. Um, I got introduced to it. Uh, a friend of mine's dad said, yeah, you can get this like Trader Joe's for like 20 bucks, like no big deal. Mm-hmm. Now it's like 50 bucks a bottle or something. It started early. But um, Tito, let's, let's give you some facts about Tito. Let's learn about Tito. Actually, number one, Tito's is now the best-selling vodka in the country. Wow. Over everything else. Over Goose. Over Goose. Wow. And its founder is number 324 on Forbes' 400 Richest People. Dang. Yeah, so the guy's done very well for himself. And they're actually, his name is actually Tito. All right, makes sense. His name is Tito. His name is Bert, Bert Tito. Okay. I guess, I don't know who Big Bert was, but he was a little Bert. He's Bert Tito. <laughs> Do you know what his last name is? Please tell me it's Tito. No, it's Beverage. <laughs> what? <laughs> I swear to God. No, it is not. B-E-V-E-R-I-D-G-E. A beverage. Those crazy Russians. His name is Bert Beverage. <laughs> Bert Bertito Beverage founded Tito's. Um, and the funny thing, uh, Beverage, the name, because you know everything's got a name. If your last name's Carpenter, you used to work wood. Um, you know, if your last name's Smith, you're a blacksmith. Your sure. last name was Hancock. I don't know who know what you did. But, and jobs. Uh, who knows? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Kirby Hancock. Dilly dilly. Um, So, historically, the name beverage is used to describe a man who made a practice of getting free drinks 
by entering into bargains, which he didn't keep. I like that. Right? So smartest guy in the room, I guess, Mm -hmm. about getting free booze. Um, He started this off as a hobby. So he originally distilled vodka for friends, like as a hobby. Like he's he's going about his day, doing his thing. He had a 16-gallon pot still made of two Dr. Pepper kegs and a turkey frying rig. Nice. And uh, his distillery now covers 26 acres with a 100,000-square-foot facility making Tito's. Upgrade. Yeah, big upgrade. Um, he tried a variety of different things before he got into vodka. Old Bertito did, uh, including oil drilling. He tried the mortgage business. Mm. He was in college for geology and uh, geophysics. Okay. And turns out his vodka took off. All related. All really, you know, I guess. Yeah. You know, um, it's also made exclusively from American cord because it gives it a smoothness at the end. It's also gluten free because of that. Oh, yeah. I'm actually not sure why American corn is gluten-free versus the rest of the corn in the world, but apparently that's it. I, you, I, I hate to tell you, all corn is gluten-free. There you go. All right. So, Well, then this this is gluten-freedom because uh, it's American corn, huh? Yeah, I like it. See what I did there? Red, white, and corn. <laughs> Red, white, and corn. <laughs> um, the label. Picture that label in your head. Mm, mm-hmm. Designed by an art student for $25 back in the day. It's about right. And the reason it's brown, because it's a brown label, mm-hmm. dude was dating a vegan and insisted on recycled paper for the for the logo. So when he made the first logo, it was recycled paper, brown. It's been the same ever since. Those vegans. Those crazy vegans. So here's where I think it's interesting. Like, like And those out there listening, if you have a dream, you want to get it going, actually, that's probably a bad idea. But it started with a lot of debt. Hmm. Not worth a lot, but it started with a lot of debt. Okay. He got 19 credit cards and ran up $95,000 in debt. Oh, that's all? To get, <laughs> take two, <laughs> to get uh, Tito's going. Uh, last year, they had $190 million in sales with 58 million bottles sold. Wow. So, I mean, it's like a total success story. Um, check it out online. Uh, go to titosvodka.com. Um, there's a lot of recipes and stuff on there. I was actually going to make one as part of like our, our booze cast tonight, Yeah, but they all included like, Hey, make a simple syrup out of this. You know, uh, you need to mash strawberries into this. You need fresh raspberries for this. And I'm like, smoke eh, some sage. That's a lot of work. Yeah. Uh, so I probably won't be doing that. So I'm happy with beer, but no, I, I really like uh, Tito's is uh, my dad's favorite, which is one of the reasons why I, I want to take a look at those facts. Mm-hmm. Um, Tito's and tonic is kind of his jam. As far as jams go. Yeah. Tito's is it. So that's a classic old school jam. Tito's and tonic or just yeah, vodka tonic. Vodka tonic. Vodka tonic yeah. that, was, that was one of the first like quote unquote cocktails I ever had. Yeah, me too. I tried. Well, and before that, the only thing I had was probably a martini. Okay. I guess. Yeah. This was like a, a girlfriend at the time. Her grandpa was like, Hey, I'm having a drink. Do you want one? I was like, <laughs> you know, and I was like, yes, sir. <laughs> I was like 19 or 20. So whatever you had in your hand was good with me. But he's right. like, yeah, I'm having a, you know, vodka tonic. I was like, I don't know what that is, but I will take one. I'll take one, sir. Yeah. Like, yeah pretty <laughs> We're good. like your daughter. I've never done anything naughty with her. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, uh, let's go into the news. Oh, yeah. This is the Booze Line News with KBZ's intrepid pub reporter, Stephen the Otto. No, no. He's in uh, Cerveza Rea drinking beer underneath uh underneath a brazilian woman ah mucho gusto <laughs> so you saying you know they speak portuguese oh in that's right uh remarkably i'm gonna tell you they do not know spanish at all even though the two languages like you know so portuguese 
No, so, so Spanish. Right. Cerveza. Yeah. Right? Portuguese, cerveza. Oh, yeah. They just, they can't pronounce they look, it right. They look almost identical. My girlfriend's you Portuguese. You got a Z? Shannon's Portuguese? Oh, yeah, yeah. No, shit. So instead, of, and this is no joke. Instead of como esta, yeah. it's como esta. Yeah, but you know what? If you say como esta, they know what the fuck you're talking about. They better. They don't. They should. I know. It's the same Dude, I thing. Just, I thought when I went down there, I thought for sure. I'm like, well, I speak Spanish. The whole continent speaks Spanish. Right. They've got to know at least a little bit and they look really similar. We could figure it out, right? Couldn't figure it out. It's a level of they pretentious. did not care. Yeah. They they know, but they don't I, know. I'm like the French. Yeah. <laughs> Bonjour. Anyways, let's get back from the French and go to Morgan Hill. Yeah. This comes from Morgan Hill. Um, 38-year-old Tesla employee named Colin Flynn was arrested last week on suspicion of impaired driving after he missed a turn in a Tesla Model 3 and flew 70 feet across Coyote Creek and crashed into the far bank. He left the car underwater after he hit a tree. (laughs) That poor Tesla. Yeah. According to Morgan Hill Police Sergeant Troy Hoffling, he failed to negotiate a turn. He went straight, hit a metal sign, launched over the creek, and hit a tree there. So... This apparently is not the self-driving model. No, no, it's not. But what's funny about this is, well, no, there's a lot of things that's funny about this. Well, so I'm not going to say what's funny. I'm going to say one of the things is that this accident occurred a day after Tesla put the Model 3 on public display. This car has not yet been released. They put it in display on a public uh, showroom up in Palo Alto and one down in Los Angeles. And it's kind of a gradual rollout. This, this, The production of this has suffered significant delays and they're like, well, now we've addressed the bottlenecks. Now we're ready to roll it on out. Right. It's available for $35,000. It's not an expensive car. It's just not out yet. So the day after they're like, hey, check this out. This guy goes flying off a bank into a tree. My favorite part about this story, though, Morgan Hill, whoever runs the Morgan Hill Facebook page was throwing some major shade. Oh, no. And was having the time of his life or her life yeah. writing about it. Quote, according to this uh, Facebook post. Martin McFly had a car that could fly and travel through time. James Bond had a car that could drive underwater. We've been promised cars with special ability, cool tricks, and gadgets for the last 30 years, and we are still waiting, all in caps. When hashtag MHPD officers responded to this solo vehicle collision near two streets, they thought they'd finally found the car capable of driving underwater. Turns out they hadn't. (laughs) (laughs) The The question is not, where in the hell are we? <laughs> but when in the hell are we? So they actually name his name too. They're like Colin Flynn told officers he had swerved to avoid a deer. Parentheses. We've issued a BOL for the suspect deer. Close parentheses. And that the incident had nothing to do with a really strong odor of alcohol coming from him. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what's a BOL? Uh, uh, a, right. a, I don't know. A beast of, of leisure. Life. <laughs> I'm picturing a deer in a leisure coat smoking a cigar. Thank you. But anyway, so he was uh, transported to their police station for processing. And, you know, side note, he refused to provide a sample like a blood sample or take a test or whatever. Smart man. Apparently, though, in California, it's illegal to not provide a sample. Hmm. Yeah. So they actually had to, he actually got uh, stuck with resisting arrest. Can't you choose which sample you can provide though? Like, you can, but they you say, can't. Like, oh, pee in this cup. Oh, good Lord. We're not going to do round six, are we? I don't know. We are. <laughs> Why is this going so fast? <laughs> 
final, final. It's kind of like when you're at the bar and they're like, hey, you want one more? You're like, yeah, one more. And you do that like three or four times. Right. All right, well. Think they know me well. Here you go, sir. Cheers, buddy. <laughs> Yeah, I think you can. You have to really give it, but you can't. You can't say, "Hey, I won't give it until I talk to a lawyer." That's they specifically mentioned that in the article that that's illegal because it's it's obstructing justice, and you get charged extra, and they go get a subpoena like immediately and go, "Hey, guess what? You just got an extra charge. Deal with that. (laughs) Enjoy that, fell." I'm all about more Teddy Roosevelt. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, last thing we're going to do here, and then we're going to wrap this show up, is the old booze and tug. And, and how uh, we won? Well, you did and you didn't. I think it's funny that you're riding the coattails of a, of a, say that of a fake team. Good night, everybody. Yeah, no. Uh, let, me, let, me, let me throw out a few facts here for you. Illustrate. Uh, in the championship round of the old booze and tug, mm-hmm. there was not one unfiltered gentleman that was a real person. Sort of. No. no. That was a real person. It was a piece of a real person. <laughs> I'm glad it was only the beard. Um, so the final standings then, uh, officially-ish from uh, ESPN, Dan's beard number one, I was number two, Guru, Otter, uh, Scott, Alabama Hot Pockets, who came back to number five. Wow, climbing but, the ranks. Well, and we'll get into where he ended up overall, but uh, number five, Scott, Alabama Hot Pockets. Dan was way down from his beard. He's number six. You were number seven, mm, but not last. Just above Darby, the booze hound. Mm-hmm. So you were the last actual human in the list. <laughs> yeah, that it kind of hurts. So yeah. final results: uh, if you add up all the all the points, booze league wins by two hundred and twenty-seven points, six thousand one hundred and three to fifty-eight hundred seventy-six. So shame, shame, <laughs> shame. Though, so, can we mention the? championship game you can if you want i mean that, that's not gonna we weren't playing on a per person basis we we're playing against each other's teams uh-huh so so dan gets the trophy then because his beard no beat you in the championship. dan had nothing to do with that win because dan ended up okay so i six. get it because i get to i manage the team let me tell you how it all worked out according to points uh-huh you ready for this i'm ready i was number one 1685 number two was Dan's beard? Mm-hmm. 1637. Very close. Not really. That. Uh, closer than the next one down. Yeah. Because number three is now at 1570. Like we're dropping quite a bit. And that was Otter. Below that was a guru. Guru no- my ass. Notice we haven't heard anything from the unfiltered gentleman yet, except for Dan's beard, which is a fake team. And from guru, we go down to number four. No, no, Guru's number four. Number five is you. Yeah. Congratulations, not buddy. Last. 14. <laughs> hey, not last. Yeah. So dilly um, dilly. from number five, we go to six, which is Dan, 1406. Mm-hmm. From there, Scott, who's the last human at 1387, 300 points below the leaders. And of course, Darby is number eight because she's too busy probably licking herself or chewing on something or, yeah. I don't digging up my bushes from what I've hey uh, I found. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know how you want to do that. Like I can see your point with uh, Dan's beard from quote unquote, your team winning. It is a nice beard. It, it's it, well, I haven't seen it in person, so I can't judge it. Oh, but I feel like, you know, we'll see. I feel like 
I mean, him and I have already decided on Batch 78 that we are going to split the trophy every other week since I managed and it was his beard. I'm, I'm sorry. I hate to disappoint you, but but you know what? Like At the end of the day, here's the problem. All of us, you included, mm-hmm. me included, yep. Scott and Dan, Guru and Otter, winning. Uh, we all lost. The Carlos Erwin Estevez Memorial <laughs> Award for shitting the bed. We all shit the bed because we could not beat a goddamn beard that was on auto draft. I'm by winning. So I don't know, man. I was banging seven gram rock. So I might be willing. You now we'll, we'll discuss sharing the Andre Rosimov Award of Excellence uh-huh. with you guys. We'll see. Maybe we'll all drink out of it as one to, to show some solidarity as two podcasts coming together. Uh-huh. We'll talk terms. <laughs> oh, we'll talk terms, he says. We'll talk terms. Yeah. You Okay, fine, but we get to decide the beer. Well, you're going to drink it as well? You said we're going to have to share it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, done. We don't want you coming in with Blue Moon or whatever the top craft beer is. Who's buying it? Mm, who got <laughs> oh. the least points? Scott. There it is. Done. Okay. okay. Bam. It's done. We're shaking on it, sir. Yep. Okay. All right. You heard it here first on the booze cast. We shook. We shook, and this is going to happen. So, anyways, well, hey, man. Really appreciate you coming in. That has been Draft 20. I loved it. We're going to see you again, because from what I hear, Otter's on a loop. Like, he's going to be in Thailand next or something. I mean, I don't know. He might be... Where the beach is nice and the lady boys sexy. I don't know. He's going to be somewhere. Yeah, if it's tropical and has plenty of lady boys, you'll find Otter. <laughs> That's what she said. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyways, well, check us out online. Um, if you've missed anything, boozeleague.com. Um, we have all the booze casts up there. Instagram.com or Instagram at boozeleague. Mm-hmm. Twitter at boozeleague. You can also find, uh, let's give some information about the Unfiltered Gentleman. Oh, please. Theunfilteredgentleman.com as well as the Unfiltered Gentleman on the social medias. Except, I don't know if you know this, but Twitter's racist and they wouldn't let us have a long name. So we're at Unfiltered Gents. I like Unfiltered Gents. I like that. Why is, why is that racist? It just doesn't match the other ones. Oh, maybe it's they just got shortism. Oh, that's what it is. You know, the shortest. Yeah, the shortest. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, so um, cheers, everybody. Uh, drink up. We'll see you on draft 21. Cheers. And thanks for tuning in.